0: First up tonight, we catch up with a history-making darts player, Victoria Monaghan. Now, two weeks ago, Victoria won the New Zealand Darts Council Women's Open Singles title, which saw her qualify for the World Darts Federation World Darts Championship next year. In doing so, she became the first transgender player to qualify for the prestigious event, and I was lucky enough to speak to her last week. Victoria, first up, congratulations, and how does it feel to qualify for the World Champs? Oh, this is a lifelong dream. Um,
1: I think from when I was about seven years old, when I bought my first set of darts, it was wanted to play at the World Champs. Um, admittedly, things have changed a little bit in life, and life gets in the way of things. But yeah, at the end of the day, I've, um, I've qualified to go to the World Champs, so dreams are coming true. Well, hopefully, we can still make them come true.
0: When exactly do the World Champs take place, and how much time we have to prepare for the event? Uh,
1: January, I believe it's January 2023. Um, this year's one was delayed. Um, normally January 22 uh, was delayed back to April due to um, restraints on COVID travel, et cetera, in and out of the UK. So hoping this year stays solid and goes back to um, January, hardest and coldest time of the year to travel over to the UK.
0: Yeah, it uh, definitely will be. And Victoria, I'm very curious to know how proud is your family about your remarkable achievement
1: um, oh, my two boys are um, are uh, ecstatic, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, really happy to see me living my dream.
0: That's great to hear, Victoria. And could you please give the listeners a bit of background about your journey in darts and explain to us how much the sport means to you?
1: Yeah, my father was a uh, British darts player, uh, played county dance in the UK. Um, I think at the we moved to South Africa at the age of 12. I bought my first darts when I was seven with my own pocket money. And I remember the shafts costing more than the barrels did. So uh, I took them out and kept them for years and I've still got them. They're in a little case and I've still got them here. Yeah. I, I, we played as a family sort of thing, you know, the normal in the garage, in the, in the shed sort of thing. Dad never taught me anything. He um, taught me the ins and outs of the the head game more than anything on how to withstand pressure because, he just um he played his game, and we had to step up basically, I think at the age of twelve, we moved to South Africa, and i um got pulled into a team every time that there was no as a stand in player and um I was a big tall, lanky, gangly teenager sort of thing, and played on and off and Unfortunately, my friends back then were let's put it positively they were into more into drinking and girls where I wanted to play darts so mm. uh Friendships got strained on that sort of side. And, of course, when we did play darts, it was, I don't want to play with them. But I kind of played darts on and off over the years. I went over to soft tip darts probably in my mid-20s, 23, 24, 25 years old. Did reasonably well at it. Unfortunately, it it, uh, came to an abrupt end when money always becomes an issue with darts and and how organisations are run. And, unfortunately, that was a downfall to it. Um, Money was available and uh, other people saw it as a as a free pocket dip sort of thing and I took all the money out of the game um, so over in South Africa the soft tip darts kind of went downhill pretty quickly I moved to New Zealand, I didn't play for nine years and then one day I decided I really wanted to play again so I picked up my darts and um, started playing at a local club and um, went to my first tournament in 2010 I think it was and um not knowing anybody no nerves did reasonably well got taken under the wing by a few of the top end players and then kind of plateaued through to about 2014 2015 i think for about five years unfortunately i was things didn't pan out for me let's just put it that way and i had to take a step back and in 2018 i hung my darts up for good um that was probably the easiest way of putting it then my son aged quite nicely and wanted to play me one day and um after a couple of 180s hit against him, he decided that he really didn't want to play me anymore and asked me why I stopped playing. And um, it was family reasons and other personal reasons. And um, eventually, uh, this year, I came back playing darts after putting in practice since um, when I put in practice, March. This year, I picked up my darts again for the first time and put five hours a day in and got me to the level that I'm at now, which is about the same level I was when I was playing... Male darts, which is quite interesting, really. My averages are very, very similar.
0: That's good you've managed to get your game back to a high standard after such a long time out of the game, Victoria. And I'm very curious to know, how hard was it to put yourself out there and say, I want to get back into darts and compete at a high level as a transgender person?
1: That was a difficult part because going into a personal side of things, obviously I came out uh, as transgender I stripped everything back in my life that was causing me problems. I came out as transgender, and darts was—I always looked at darts and darts people as family and far now sort of thing. They—they they really are. They—they they are a close knit group of people that um, mm-hmm. look after each other and support each other. That was very difficult to go back into that, and also, how can I put it, difficult in the sense of they have to adjust to me being me, mm-hmm. where previously I was struggling with. Um, mental, psychological depression and stuff like that, where now I've come back a lot happier and a lot calmer and so much more confident on the board, I think it is. I um, have kind of broken new grounds, and I think a few people are still adjusting to that.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to let people know, Victoria, that you've actually been cleared by the World Darts Federation to compete in women's tournaments. You had to submit paperwork and everything, and you followed the rules, and I think it's fantastic what you've done. Has anybody from the LGBTQ community reached out to you at all? Because it's a massive thing you're doing here.
1: I'm I'm a flag bearer. That's about the easiest way. The positivities are absolutely endless sort of thing, and um, they're starting to hear about about it I went to an event last Saturday and um, somebody asked me you know what I do just general chit-chat conversation and within a couple of minutes I had a lady from who has the Helberg Awards she came up and gave me a card and said I love your story please can I have a bit more and within a minute I was given a microphone and standing up in front of a mass of people giving a story about you know, staying strong, staying true to yourselves, to our own community. That was quite inspiring because a lot of the youth there don't have the inspirational, um, how can I put it, it's idols sort of thing. Oh, probably not the right word, but they, ha- they need somebody to look up to. We can all look at certain idols, but unless you've got somebody coming from your own community, it's very difficult to aspire to those levels. But breaking new ground show that you can do it. And yes, you're right with going through the WDF. They they have a very strict and stringent ruling on what you have to do and how long and all of the paperwork that's required to go through um, legal documentation and everything like that that has to go through to allow me to play. The interesting fact is that the WDF put these rules in place in 2017 Mm -hmm. and nobody's ever played it. And New Zealand put them in place in 20. 20, I think it was, um, to allow transgenders to people to play. And, um, I do believe there are other transgender girls playing, but none of them have stepped up into the, into the larger tournaments, the nationals or anything like that, where, yeah, I, I, I honestly didn't expect to win. I thought I was making history by entering. Yeah. My first step was to qualify. Um, and then after that, it was game after game and, and things just progressed better and better and eventually got through to the final, which, um, was a, a, an experience on its own.
0: Has the fact of you making history sunk in at all yet? No. As you
1: mentioned before, there's been a bit of criticism that's come out and it kind of tarnished a little bit of what has actually been achieved. Um, but saying that, uh, dance is not a massive mainstream sport. Uh, what we see on TV is darts down to club level and that is not as mainstream so people think that it's it's got the stigma attached to it that there are people standing around having beers throwing them in a garage at home that darts to them um they, they don't realize that there is a massive level in between and we do have a world championship we have multiple world championships and this is one of them um and um who knows where this leads i mean Somebody said to me the other day, this is just the one step on your journey. This is going to be huge. You could do so much more, and not just for the community, but for darts in general. You could um, breach a lot of... I could breach a lot of those standards between... How can I put it? the, The difference between male and female darts and the levels that we have and show that there is a level or no level between them, and it just comes down to skill set. There are already a couple of girls out there doing that, and they are phenomenal players.
0: You touched on it earlier about your dad when you used to play him as darts when you were younger and talking about the mental side of the game. Did picking up those skills at a young age, how much did they help you since returning to darts as a transgender person?
1: Yeah, I think it did in a long way. Um, It's hard to explain... um, Dads Dads can be quite strict on how they foresee their children. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Unfortunately, my dad passed away a few years ago and um, never got to see my transition. But the words that he said to me sunk in, and I learned to shut off and not hear a lot of the stuff, and I've got to take that to the world stage as well because there's going to be a lot of noise and a lot of um, a lot of individuals. You know, viewing their opinions, but there's going to be a lot of noise there, which is off-foot in way. Anyway. And you've got to get used to that, that sort of environment. And I've never really been in that environment before, so it's going to be a learning curve. And I was looking back on the history, and no New Zealand women's player has gone past the first round. So potentially we are five games away from becoming a world champion. Um, that would certainly make history. So there's, let's see how far we can go with this.
0: Can you run us through your preparation for the tournament? You know, we're only a matter of months away before it takes place. And can you also tell me what is your ultimate goal for competing at the World Darts Federation or World Darts Championship? Oh, um,
1: definitely win it. There's no point in going if you're only going to be settling for second place, that's for sure. Um, Definitely to win it. Yeah, um, definitely. uh, There wouldn't be any point in stepping on the plane if I wasn't going there to give it my best, that's for sure, Mm -hmm. and um, overcome my own personal demons and and goals to get there. Um, Preparation, um, practice will step up. I have to be very careful. I carried an injury with me um, many, many years ago, and since coming back, I've noticed that it's niggling a little bit. Um, It hasn't stopped me from throwing. It just means that I can't throw the old way I threw. When I started practising again, I I developed a new way of holding the darts, which has kind of helped. But I noticed when I went under pressure, I um, kind of reverted back to the old way, which has caused this little niggle again in my wrist. So stepping up the training regime will help. And I've had a few um, players that have offered to give me some really good games, um, as reciprocating from the last time when I played with them before they went over to the World Champ. So very nice to know that there are people out there that support and are willing to help. Um, just bring you up to a, a better level or a better mindset um, when you go and give you tough games because all of the players that are there have earned the accolades to be there and they deserve every right for the respect of being there. They're, they've, they're as good as you, if not better. So um, you just have to play each one on their own merit. The bonus is I don't know all of them. So no preconceived conceptions that they're going to be better than me or anything like that. Just play the game and hopefully... Uh, yeah, we 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 do one one game at a time, one dart at a time. That's basically the game.
0: That's a great way to be, Victoria. And just to recap, you won the women's final at the New Zealand Open Singles Champs to qualify for the World Darts Federation World Darts Championship at Lakeside in January 2023. And you're going to be the first transgender person to compete in the event. And we all know it's not going to be easy traveling at that time of year. So if people want to try contribute to help you getting there, how can they do that?
1: We're right in the process at the moment of setting up a Facebook page where we can run advertisements and we're going to be running a few um, fundraising things on there. From memory, the page is called V for Victory. Um, You'd have to just do a search for that. And um, it's there to help us get over and it will have a running total. And we're going to use it as a page where we can get information out to people and um, address our followers and thank everybody for their help and contributions that they make to allow us to um, fulfil this dream. Let's put it that way.
0: Victoria Monaghan, thank you for being so open and honest and talking to me today. I really appreciate your time, and I'm glad you're back playing darts. But most importantly, I'm glad you're happy with who you are as a person, and I can't wait to see you on that stage at Lakeside and following your journey all the way to England early next year.
1: Thank you very much for uh, allowing me to come on here. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the listeners um, and their support as well.
0: Victoria Monaghan there, and boy, she was fantastic to talk to. I really appreciate her being honest about everything in her life and returning to darts, and hopefully she smashes it on that world stage. Plenty of time to go before she'll head over to the UK, but she plays the way she is. No reason why she can't.